Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the Cross Point Church Scripture Podcast. No matter where you're listening to this today, I hope it finds you well. And even if it doesn't, you've come to the right place to get encouragement and to look a little bit into Scripture today. Uh, Cross Point Scripture Podcast is the podcast where we spend, you know, 15, 20 minutes, maybe even 22 if we get real excited, uh, looking into a verse of this of Scripture. Uh, typically the verse of the day on you version on the day I'm recording it. So don't be checking your verse of the day and say, oh, this guy's off. No, I mean, come on. This is the internet, people. It's whenever um, I record it and when you catch it, it's still God's word. And so I'm just letting you know that our schedule would typically follow that. Now, of course, in the future, we'll hope to bring up a few current issues and maybe look at a verse or two that reflects on them. Um, We hope to have a few interviews on here where people are just asking common questions about discipleship in the Bible. And so I hope to um, have some episodes like that. But I'm just glad to be back after the COVID shutdown break. And I'm glad to have all of you faithful listeners here from Cross Point Church and beyond. All are welcome, no matter what brings you here. Um, I hope you'll enjoy. So today, uh, let's just get right into it. We're going to be in one of my favorite books of the Bible. And you guys will notice over the if you keep listening, you'll notice that everything becomes my favorite book of the Bible after a while, but I always think I'm sincere at the time, so just believe that. Um, so today we're going to be in Paul's letter to the Philippians. So we're in their New Testament, and it's Paul's letter to a church that he helped plant at Philippi, a Roman colony. And uh, the letter of Philippians is sometimes called the secret of joy or Paul's letter about joy you know, joy is usually associated with Philippians. It's also the um, every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So, I mean, there's just lots of highlights here. But for today, we're going to be in chapter two, Philippians chapter two, and verse three is our verse of the day, okay? So just reading from the ESV, it reads like this, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit. But in humility, count others more significant than yourself. Okay? Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Okay? (laughs) Why are you laughing, Pastor Josiah? I am thinking about my personal life and how far from this I am. And, and how excited I am to read this and dig a little deeper in the context and the original audience and if I can see Jesus in this verse because I'll speak for myself and not you, but I need this in my life. I need more of this, okay? So first of all, context. Let's just look a little bit deeper at the structure of the verse itself. Um, here, as in so much of writing and especially Paul, there's a contrast within just the first verse. So you have don't do this, but instead do this which I love because it's, you know, it's not just stop doing that, but it's if you stop doing that, start doing this. And so let's look, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit. So selfish ambition, how can I forward myself? How can I get people to pay more attention to me? How can I get what I want? How can I make sure that I'm the center? Okay, selfish ambition. Paul says, don't, so it says, do nothing from, that idea there is don't let selfish ambition be the motivation for, for anything you're doing. Don't let selfish ambition be the motivation. Do nothing from selfish ambition. And then also conceit. 
And this is a word that survived into um, our language. We all know what a conceited person is. Now, of course, we're almost always looking at our neighbor when we think about conceited. Not us, certainly. Not me. Uh, but in all seriousness, uh, we know, I think, what it means to be conceited. It means basically to be obsessed with yourself to believe the best about yourself over and above other people, to always explain that you had a reason for what you did, but other people are just guilty, you know? Conceited, to be haunted by the belief that you're just a little better than other people. And even if it isn't that you're just a little better than other people, this is a tricky thing here. Conceited can also be where you just focus and are literally obsessed with how much worse than other people you are. Isn't that amazing? Uh, whether it's a positive or a negative, conceit is still being obsessed with self. And Paul says, don't let that generate any of your actions. Don't let it be the motivation of your actions. Okay, well, along with Paul's original audience, we might be asking ourselves, if I did nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, what in the world would I do? <laughs> What would be left, you know? And so he says, but in humility, you know, in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. I love this. I mean, I can't even, it's, you know, I have to, you know, this isn't, this is a cross, cross point church scripture podcast. So I can't start preaching a sermon here, but I'll just say, I love these, I love the idea to count other people as being more significant. You guys get that. More important, some of your translations might say. Consider other people, what they need, where they're going, whether anyone's paying attention to them, whether they're right or they're wrong. Consider that to be more important than you are. Woo, okay. <laughs> um, now, we need to look at bigger context here or else we are left with um, and this is very important. This is where context can literally save your faith. And I don't mean that as an exaggeration. So it can save your faith because here you could say, okay, I, Josiah, I hear you. I even agree with you and Paul that that sounds like, yeah, that sounds good. If everyone did that from the president on down to everyone else, we would, we would be living in a perfect world. I understand that. But look, I try and I can't. I am obsessed with myself. I, don't, I am worried about what's going to happen with me. And if I don't push above and beyond, who will take care of me? You know, it kind of opens up all these questions which leads to legalism where you just go, I, if I can do this for five minutes, then maybe God will be happy with me because I didn't do it for the past hour or two and so on and so on. You guys have been down this road. So instead of doing that, you know, which is completely useless, let's just open up context a little bit and see if it could help us. So Paul is telling us to don't be selfish and conceited, but in humility count other people more important to ourselves. But does he do anything to help us with that? Let's, let's zero out a little bit and find out. So let's go ahead and look at that context so that we can stay out of the weeds of legalism and just guilt tripping ourselves. So here at the top of Philippians chapter 2, Starting at verse one, it says this. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Okay, another huge mouthful that we don't have time to get into the whole thing, but this context is enough to shed light on the fact that in verse three, Paul is not just telling us what to do so that we are not bad people. You know, nobody wants to be known as a selfish, ambitious person or conceited person. I mean, not, no, usually people don't want to be known that way. 
And a lot of us would like to think we're humble and it's a beautiful picture to count others more significant than ourselves, but the fear, the fear of being left out, the fear of having unmet needs and and unfulfilled desires, the fear of being overlooked, and then just honestly, just the inner orneriness that humans seem to be born with, or at least I was, and uh, some other people I may know. But whenever Paul takes us to the top here, he says, look, I'm not starting by saying don't do this. He's saying in light of the fact that you have. So look again at verse one. If there's any encouragement, do you see that? So there is, so the implication is there is encouragement. Where? In Christ. So it's because of what Jesus has done for you, stop coming coming from selfish ambition, conceit. Do you see that? Any comfort from love. We can know from the context that he means certainly the love of God in Christ, but also maybe the love of the church. But I would say here in this original context, we'd say it's probably the love of God. So encouragement in Christ, comfort from love, participation in the capital S spirit. So because of the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life, affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind. And now we've moved from God's love. And in verse two, we're now moving into Christian love one to another. Complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Or in other words, verse three, do nothing from selfish ambition, conceit. So it's not exactly like this, but it's kind of like if someone came to you and said, hey, you are now a millionaire. I have put a million dollars in your bank account. And because of that, please stop being stingy with people, <laughs> you know? Now that would break down. I understand that that breaks down kind of, but that's the picture that's being painted here. So whether or not we can, you know, whether or not we can still get a hold of this and begin to learn it, we can at least see from the, from the context of this scripture that as usual, Paul is not just saying, stop doing something bad. He's saying, he's telling us first, he lays the foundation of the gospel. God has done all this for you in Christ. And so banking on that reality, living in that reality, here's how your behavior would change. And then from verse four, you know, he, he, he begins to apply it. And so he applies it not only to you personally, he says, hey, no more selfish ambition and conceit, but consider other people more important than yourselves. Verse four, in other words, let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. And verse five says, have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. And he goes on to say that not that this is the mind you should have, but not only that, this is how, thank God, this is how Jesus thought. Can you get that? So for our Crosspoint Scripture podcast, that leads us into our next way of looking at scripture, which is, can we see this uh, through the eyes of Jesus, or can we see Jesus in this scripture? And not only can we see Jesus in the scripture, but Paul is saying, this is the way God lives. God does nothing from selfish ambition. God does nothing from conceit. He's a perfect being, self-sufficient, eternal, uncreated, infinitely joyful, infinitely powerful and knows everything, but he does not, he's not conceited. Can you imagine that? And in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Where did we see that? Well, we see that in Jesus. That's God. Jesus is God cons- considering the needs of others more important than his own. 
I mean, it's the sort of thing that you wouldn't claim yourself unless you were reading it in the Bible, you know? And so uh, we look for our model, not to some sort of super saint or someone who just, you know, always does the right thing, but we, we look for a model at Jesus who, because he knew who the father was and he knew, and he knew the father's care for him, Jesus was, could afford, so to speak. He could, he could afford to just consider the needs of other people instead of always being obsessively looking after himself and promoting himself. So there you go. We have to resist the temptation. And by we, I mean me, uh, the temptation to, to turn this into a sermon here. But I'm just saying our verse here, you can see how beautifully the context has helped us and, and helped us to be uh, show us a way forward to obey the scripture and also just deepened its meaning for us from just a little moralism to, wow, you know, a centerpiece of the gospel. So I hope you've enjoyed. I know I have. Um, I feel challenged by this, but in a good way. I feel encouraged, um, focusing on what Christ has done for me. And and I want to try to keep that, you know, mindset today so that I can focus on considering other people more important than myself. You know, one goes with the other. So I'm, I'm happy about that. I'm excited. So Philippians 2, chapter 2, verse 3 was our verse of the day today. I thank you so much for listening in. Got plenty more stuff coming up for you guys later. Uh, we'll see you in the next episode.